Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. podcast with me Carly. So I've got the incense burning, I've got the crystals out, I'm feeling really witchy, really ready for this week's episode. This week I'm going to be talking about the best times to work with the moon when it comes to spell casting, days to cast certain spells, candle magic and I'll also be reviewing the book Wikipedia by Sean Robbins and Liana Greenway. So kicking off with our review of Wikipedia, a modern day white witch's guide. I've had this book for a good few years now, probably about five years, dipped in and out of it, but I actually reread the whole book this week. Quite excited to talk to you about it as I feel that there are a few areas of content in this book that, like some of the other books we discussed, just haven't come across the content in a number of other starter witch books. So topics such as reincarnation, karma, angels I feel like when this book came out there were so many angel books angel cards I feel that it's just tapped into that a bit whereas more recent books we're starting to go back into like the god and the goddesses but yeah for some reason this book goes into the angels quite a lot an in-depth look at how to work with Ouija boards section on familiars hand fastings numerology there's a lot on that reading tea leaves, which is an area that I'm fascinated in currently and I'd like to talk a bit more about on a future episode. And all of this is on top of the expected content, so crystals, candle magic, divination and the moon phases. It's another stunning black hardbacked book that screams witchy aesthetic. It's definitely aimed at the modern day witch. It even includes a section on microwave magic and cell phone sorcery for digital magic, but it doesn't fail either on the more traditional magic areas. Again, not the best book to buy for spells, but for a brilliant insight into areas that honestly a lot of starter witches books do not have in at all. I'd definitely buy this for alternative content, beautiful artwork and aesthetically this is one of those books that you see plastered across Instagram under the witches of Instagram hashtag. So for today's episode I've taken some information from Wikipedia and also Harmony Nice's book Wicca that we discussed in the first episode. So Harmony's book actually has a really good insight into each of the experts so I've brought quite a bit of information from from that book. So this week, Wednesday, will be a full moon. This full moon is known as the cold moon or the long night moon. 
From now on, days will start to get longer again and the cycle will restart. So this is seen as a time for new beginnings and changes. Once again, we will welcome back the sun as it gradually returns. So I love this time of year as it's where I start to put out to the universe what I want to bring in for the next. Um, I had already started my current current goals after Samhain, the witch's new year, but I still feel aligned with the standard New Year's Eve for new starts. But ultimately, I believe that's because, let's be honest, most of us get a good chunk of time off of work to actually reset and look at what we're doing. So I just always feel that that's the time when I actually have a chance to do some work and focus on what I want to bring in for the next year. I just feel like with Salmon, we're all, we just don't get any real time off. Um, so this moon brings about a time of self-discovery, a time to look back on your year. You may want to meditate and look back at your year, calling in the goddess and ask what mistakes that you've made. You probably already know. Look at your gains and losses that you've had and utilize these as a reflection for your next year. So consider new goals that you have for the forthcoming year. Practice gratitude for what you have. Don't concern yourself with what you do not have, but do the work on what you do want. So good spells to perform for this full moon are for peace, balance, cleansing, and relationships. Colors for this esper are as expected, so pretty typical. You've got red, white, black and gold. Herbs and plants to use to honour this full moon are mistletoe, ivy, berries, parsley, lemongrass and sage. Trees are pine, holly and fir. Crystals and stones that you may want to work with are ruby, amazonite and moonstone. The element of this esper is fire relating to the return of the light. So bringing this back to working with the moon, I thought I would outline some of the phases of the moon for casting spells overall. Each phase has its own unique energy that can add power to your spells. So let's go back to new moons. I feel like we've done quite a lot on full moons on this, this podcast so far. We've done a lot of on the moon in general. I think we're nearly there. Uh, overall, new moons are a great time to rest and plan for new beginnings, the beginning of re or renewal of love bringing new things in and regeneration. It's a time to undertake new beginnings, new projects, put new ideas into motion, and also a starting point for quitting bad habits. A good time to get engaged and make long-term relationship plans. Also the time to carry out banishings, curses, if that's your thing, shadow work, protection, introspection, journaling, meditation, and divination. The waxing moon falls just after the new moon. So that's around three days after. And this is the time for sort of instinctual action. So putting together your plans that you've started to craft from the new moon. So it's a time when efforts will become visible. Transitions will seem to be accepted more calmly than other moon phases. So traditionally, full moons have always been associated with witches. However, new moon energy is equally strong if not stronger than a full moon. Me personally, I tend to lose the plot on a full moon. However, the new moon always feels like a bit of a rebirth for me and a time to start over. The energy feels equally strong to me on both a full and a new moon. However, I feel like it's more of a positive energy with 
a new moon. So around a new moon, um, I tend to perform various rituals similar to what we discussed in the former episode. It's the phase of the, so the goddess of the new, the goddess of the new moon is in the crone phase. So you may wish to work with goddesses that time with the new moon. So you've got Morrigan, Lilith, Baba Yaga, Kali, Holder. I tend to work with Hecate all year round. And uh, we obviously discussed Hecate in the previous episode. It's said that when the first liver of the moon appears, it's time to seek Hecate's support for our intentions during the new lunar cycle and to petition her support for abundance magic. Um, in terms of, I mean, with a new moon, it's a good time to write down your future goals, your wishes, your dreams, intentions and desires but be as specific as you can. You might want to read your list aloud and make an offering to the deities or universe for hearing your your request. It's a good you know good to give thanks to the universe or the goddess. However you choose to work, I tend to say a prayer to Hecate to ask for her help with my endeavors. It's good to give your list a read as often as you can until the next full moon, and you may at the next full moon want to burn this list trusting whatever you have asked for is coming into your life. So the dark or void of the moon is a time when the face of the moon is hidden. It's also known as the dead moon, and this occurs three days before the new moon. So this is a time when people who practice black magic are said to work with the moon. It's almost a kind of chaos magic time. The phase of the moon at this point is seen as one of the most magical and potent of all the phases, However, a lot of witches won't want to work with the moon at this time because of the chaos aspect. It's a time where our spells can become confused or simply not work. So therefore, that's why we tend to work and, you know, hold out for the new moon itself. The waning moon is the time to cast spells to get rid of negative energies. A really good time to draw strength down from the universe. Use it to assist you with dealing with difficult people or to tackle difficult circumstances. So by casting spells during this time, you will gain the power to take control again. You can strengthen your weak areas and become more assertive in your actions. So use this time of the moon phase to develop inner strength and assertiveness, banish enemies, stop arguments, soothe unruly children, calm anxiety, get yourself out of tricky situations. The full moon is the perfect time to cast spells for protecting your property, your home, adding vigor to your life, anything to do with love, increasing self-confidence, advancing in career and work, enhancing psychic ability, clairvoyance, strengthening friendships and family bonds, and performing general good luck spells. The waxing moon is the time to cast spells for improving situations or getting things going if you've been in a rut for a while. So it's a really good time to sort of kickstart your life. Um, it amps things up a bit. It's a time to carry out spells that will move you forward from depression, getting out of a rut, passing exams or tests, finding lost objects, losing weight, uh, quitting bad habits, and also nurturing abundant, healthy plants and your garden. So great for us green witches. 
I know I've spent a lot of time on the podcast talking about the moon, but it absolutely fascinates me. I truly feel like if we honour the moon, it can bring magic into our lives. Um, Even from when I I was a kid, I was obsessed with a kid's programme called Button Moon. And I think my obsession just started from there. Um, I used to ask my dad if we could go to the bottom of the garden and just go and stare at the moon. (laughs) So I even had my daughter on a full moon. And I recently found out that more babies come into the world on a full moon than any other time of the month. The moon was even worshipped in early religions as a goddess and has always been seen as a feminine symbol. But the fact that the moon takes 28 days to orbit the Earth and interestingly enough, the same duration of time as the average amount of time between female menstrual cycles is just mind-blowing. So I think we've covered enough on this podcast in regards to the moon. Obviously, I'll come back to each individual esbert and, you know, give you some indication on what you may want to work on during that phase. But catch me after the break, which is we're going to be talking candle magic. Welcome back to part two of today's podcast. I'm completely mooned out now. I don't think we can talk any more about the moon for the podcast for a little while. We'll come back to the experts as they arise, but oh yeah, I'm a bit mooned out. So just wanted to sort of jump on and say, I know I've had a little break since the last episode and I just feel like I've been trying to get used to a recording routine. I'm a full-time working mum and I was just struggling a little bit to kind of get used to a bit of a schedule, but I'm working on cracking it. So I am still going to try to get this out every week, but just thought I'd be honest and say, you know, at certain times I may not be able to. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I just feel like it's better for me to be balanced and keep doing it rather than lose the plot because I'm not keeping up. I love making the podcast. I absolutely love it. And I feel like everyone's been so supportive. I cannot believe that people in countries such as America, uh, Canada, Germany, France are listening to my dulcet (laughs) South London Essex tones and listening to me rambling on about the craft Um, but thank you so much for all the support and I'm really grateful. Just, yeah, really surprised actually. But anyway, without me waffling on, um, I am going to be releasing a couple of episodes before Yule. I am going to be talking about Yule, so the winter solstice and some rituals in regards to leaving things behind in 2019 and, what we want to bring in for 2020. So like not even a new year, it's actually a whole new decade. And 2020 has got such a good ring to it, don't you think? I genuinely feel, I've felt this for ages, that next year is just going to be so different to the last three, four years. I just literally cannot imagine what is around the corner. Only good, we only want to bring good stuff in. 
so before you, I am going to be on the, I was going to say guest star in like, who do, who do I think I am? I'm going to be on the UK Ghost Stories podcast again for his Christmas special. I have also got a bit of a collab with another really good podcast and he actually is horror movie obsessed. He is a ghost hunter. So we're certainly going to be talking all things supernatural. Really looking forward to that and definitely going to get him on as well. But anyway, let's go back to what we're here for. So I'm going to be talking candle magic. Candles are, oh, I'm obsessed. I make my own candles, buy three. I don't buy three million of them now, actually. I do make a lot of my own candles. Um, And obviously, you know, fire is such a key element for our work. Uh, They are an essential ingredient in many spells. Obviously, they symbolize the fire element and spirit. The energizing force that activates spells and rituals. They also provide a focal point for your atten- your for your attention. So helping you to obviously sort of still your mind and create an ambiance that shifts you out of your ordinary existence. When you say a spell or you cast over a candle, it's said to just sort of quickly put out to the universe your intention and bring it back around as well just with the element of fire so really key and I thought I'd just go into just generally I mean these these are colors and what we will use them for not just for candles I'm taking this from Harmony Nice's book Wicker she's got quite a good outline so just colors and their correspondences and this obviously relates to candles but any other spell work, you know, any other work that you may want to do. So obviously red, you've got passion, love, sex, attraction, high energy, strength, assertiveness, power. Green, you've got abundance, growth, prosperity, luck, herbal magic, acceptance, money and healing. Yellow for warmth, energy, inspiration, happiness, friendship, success, knowledge, growth. Blue for peace, protection, power, focus, luck and fortune. Spiritual release, spiritual strength, determination. You may want to use this for kind of giving up any bad habits or for weight loss as well. Pink for romance, love, self-love, passion, care, tenderness, kindness, friendship again, spiritual growth, femininity, oh, I did say that right, relationships, gold for fortune, career, health, justice, luxury, money, attraction, understanding, divination, positivity, and masculinity, orange for happiness, creativity, expression, fun, new starts, joy, success, ambition, goals, fulfillment, and overcoming. Purple, so for spiritual guidance, obviously the colour most associated with witchcraft. Wisdom, psychic power, breaking barriers, removing evil, breaking habits, so another one to use for, you know, giving up smoking, giving up anything. Luck, truth, meditation, brown for comfort, house blessings, Healing, strength, 
anything related to the home or to your garden even, uh, stability and finances. Black for wisdom, protection, safety, banishing, scrying, defence, removing curses, power, grounding and also knowledge. White you can use in place of any of these colours. So if you're stuck, yeah, just go to a white candle. White, though, can be used for purity, wholeness, peace, good, cleansing, innocence, magic involving the fragile and innocent, balance, truth, spirituality, raising vibrations, wishes and healing. And lastly, silver for psychic awareness, anything linked to the moon, meditation, dream work, intuition and luck with risky subjects. So working with your candles, I would first and foremost cleanse your candles as soon as you've got them, just to remove any, you know, unwanted energy. So washing that away. You can use um, like a knife or a pin and inscribe your desires onto the wax. So make the inscription as detailed as you can and as the length of the candle allows. Uh, So I know some people use like little coloured birthday candles. You can use any candles that you want, like hit the pound shop I just recently got gifted some beautiful spellwork candles so all different colors and um they're they're beautiful but again you know I know some people like to use the little birthday candles because they burn right down however we are not borrowers so it will be quite difficult if you want to get your (laughs) your um inscription on there uh so bit of practice but basically you want to fit your sentences onto that candle so inscriptions can be brief but just make sure that it's clear for what you want so for example if I were to cast a spell for success in my career I would inscribe Carly and the words something like to be successful in my work so you might want to have a little bit of practice but I'm pretty sure that the deities have had um, eons of practice at trying to decipher our scribbles and they'll probably be able to read whatever you write and get the intention So anointing the candle is with oil is the final stage of preparation. So, you you know, I'm this is still quite a new area for me, to be honest. And I I do think that I do get stuck sometimes. And I know like you can just use you can just use like a bit of coconut oil or vegetable oil. I'm not saying that that's the way to do it, but we're not going to have we are going to build up our tools, but sometimes I don't always have the right essential oil relating to the spell that I want to do. So I'm still going to put that spell out there, but just a little bit of improvisation. I think that that's absolutely acceptable. So you just want to dip your finger into a tiny drop of oil, run it around the base of the candle. You can slaver it all. I know some people slaver it all over the candle itself. I just tend to put a little bit on the base. Um, and then obviously you can, you know, sort of go into your spell from there. So essential oils, I think it's quite good to outline different ones that will be relevant. I mean, obviously you've got, um, you know, you might want to use like lavender for meditation or relaxation, um, healing, purification, mint for money spells, um, patchouli for love spells, protection, career success, basil for protection, harmony, bay for love spells, prophetic dreams, 
cedar for prosperity, courage, protection. Every single oil has got a relative property that you could use. Um, and I just thought as well, it might be quite good to run through with you. So in terms of spell casting, just days of the week that are most relevant for certain spells. So magic days, um, Monday, the ruling planet would be the moon. And the areas of influence forecasting would be fertility, creativity, home and family matters, intuition. Tuesday, the ruling planet is Mars. So that's good to use for any spells relating to strength, vitality, competitions, courage. Wednesday, Mercury. So communication, commerce, intellectual concerns. Obviously, when, you know, just example, when Mercury goes into retrograde, that's why we always have issues relating to communication. Thursday, Jupiter. Uh, so areas of influence would be growth, expansion, prosperity, long distance travel. Friday, Venus. So love and um, partnerships, anything to do with the arts, but and also to do with women. So very sort of feminine day for spellcasting. Saturday, Saturn. Spells in relation to endurance, stability, protection and limitations. And Sunday is obviously the sun. And that relates to spells for confidence, career pursuits, health, well-being. So each god or goddess was said to possess um, particular characteristics and oversee certain aspects of life on Earth. So Venus, for instance, guided sort of love and relationships. Mercury, like I said, ruled communication According to ancient tradition, each deity's power reigned supreme on one of the seven days of the week. So by scheduling activities on a, that particular day with working with that particular deity, you could increase your chances of success. So I just hope that helps a little bit. I'm sure I don't want to teach you to suck eggs. I'm sure that you are really familiar with different colours to work with and which days and so on. But I am always reading, rereading a lot of the same bits over and over again. And I always pick up different bits here and there that I always find are fascinating. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really good to go through with you. I am going to be following up with the Yule episode. So really looking forward to delving into that, looking at how I'm going to celebrate it myself. Um, I am just so, I feel like for that episode, I definitely want to talk to you about one of the Kitchen Witch books, because this is such a time when we're, you know, in the depths of winter in our houses and baking and getting things prepared in the house, you know, making the house look beautiful, dressing the house in your related decor. So that'll be me on the next episode. Once again, thank you so much. Um, I would love it if you could give me a review on Apple Podcast. Got some really good five-star reviews on there. So thank you so much. If you want to catch me over on Instagram, I'm on at the White Witch Company. Email me, especially if you've got certain subjects that you want me to talk about. I would love to hear what you do in your practice. Anything that you can tell me about your own practice relating to candle magic, let me know. Like I'm always, always obsessed with seeing what people do. Um, so I'm on Carly at thewhitewitchcompany.co.uk. Come back for next week's episode regarding Yule. And once again, witches, have a fantastic week. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.